palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. Vomit on a sweater already. Mom's spaghetti is nervous. Been on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd wrote so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking now. Everybody's choking now. The clock's run out. Time's up. Over. Blow. Snap back to reality. Oh, oh there goes, goes gravity. gravity. Oh, there goes rabbit. He choke. He's so mad that he won't give up that easy. That's where I stop now. I had food on my shirt today. I walked around. I went. You can see my shirt. Yes. But no one told me. <laughs> and it was not like subtle like that. It was like. I got like so awesome. So Watching too many Impractical Jokers. It's awesome. My shirt. It was like. Uh, was it a noodle? <laughs> it was. I don't. I don't remember what it was. But it was like. Definitely, like, you looked at it and someone's like, you spill a lot of food on your shirt, right? No one told me. I you went, were hungry today. <laughs> I went to Fred Meyer's. I went to the gas station. Jeez. Where else oh. did I go? I went to... Post office. The post office. I come home, spend the whole day doing daycare with and my husband talking to You're him. around your husband. My daughter. Everyone's looking at me. No one tells me I have food on my... I I don't look in the mirror, like, throughout the day. You really should. I think I should I should have worn my shirt, farm sweatshirt. You should have. Sorry. Anyway. So I wiped it up, obviously. Oh, okay. But I was like, guys. What was it? Oh, you don't know. You don't remember. It was... Oh, so what I ate today... <laughs> I made scrambled eggs. I put it in a tortilla. Okay. Sounds good. Then for lunch, what did I have for lunch? Spaghetti. I had leftover spaghetti. Yum. It was a sauce from the leftover spaghetti. So you had mom, mother's spaghetti. No joke. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Amy had mom's spaghetti on her shirt already. <laughs> it was so embarrassing, dude. Like At least it wasn't on your face. It was like, like a big chunk. I would be more embarrassed if it was on my face. That happened before yeah but, same yeah. or like a pimple like when you first wake up and you don't like yeah. look at yourself in the mirror and you like have this giant pimple ready to pop all day no one and then you look anything. at the end of the day and you're like really yeah it's so embarrassing freaking plant it on my face come on people <gasps> yeah yeah or in your teeth when there's food in your teeth i think spaghetti is gonna be the theme of the podcast today mom's spaghetti mom's spaghetti yeah friends when was the last time you had your photos done professionally of your family, children, or pets? Red Photography is an expert in capturing special moments and turning them into lifelong memories. We use Red Photography for every special moment and won't go anywhere else. Red Photography also offers a photo booth for weddings, graduations, or any special event. We get nothing but compliments anytime anyone sees any of the prints that had done with her. She definitely has a talent that not many photographers can offer. And we've even had the opportunity of using her photo booth at a convention. And the photos were amazing. And she provides the props and everything for it. Check out Red Photography today at redphotographyak.com. That is R-E-D-P-H-O-T-O. G-R-A-P-H-Y-A-K dot com. Nothing.
nothing. Okay. Oh, guys, this is our true crime and paranormal podcast. This is our true crime podcast. Our true crime only podcast. Right. We were paranormal last week, and now we are true crime. Bump, bump. I mean, we could do that sometimes. That would be fun to do a special paranormal yeah. episode and then a special true crime episode. Yeah. Especially if, like, one of those. Oh, man. Your stuff sounds like a lot of work. I'm good. I heard a lot of noises in my house this week. Not because of the story that I'm doing today, but because of other stuff. I swear. I keep on. You have trolls living in your I, basement? I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. That's it. That sounds about right. That's that's it. That's it. R.I.P. Brie. How's everybody doing? We're doing good. Oh, wow, that's great. We're so happy to hear that. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations on your promotion. <gasps> yeah. yeah. And, and the job. baby. Oh, my oh, God. I cannot believe. Such a cute baby. Uh, oh, sorry about the divorce. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, shoot. It sucks. But it was. Single. It ready to mingle. Yeah. And it was needed. Yeah. Yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. And I'm so. you. I know. You were sick all week. It's okay. You know what? We've all been there. Oh, that was yeah. Amy. <laughs> I was apologizing Amy, to myself. Amy was sick all week, guys. But I was. she's better now. So if I sound a little raspy, it's because You it's... sound a lot better than you did, though. In the mornings, it's bad. Yeah. 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 So. It's how it is. It's how it is. And if you had a crappy week, that's okay. We're happy that you're listening to us. I hope we can make it a little yep. bit better. Just, just a little bit. Yeah. So just tell us about it. Email us about your crappy week. Yeah, we'll we want to hear it. Yeah, and then we'll explode you. No, I'm just kidding. Now we're like a TED Talk up. show or like a Tell Your Feelings show. Email us how you're feeling today. Please do that, but also don't because don't do we don't like feelings. Don't do that. I'm gonna tell we're you. We're very awkward. Yeah, I have a neighborhood story for oh, you. Let's hear it. Meow. This is from the next door app. To the woman who hooked up with my son last night, I am not his roommate. I am his mother. He's a freeloader, and I'm the one who taught him to put a little bit of nutmeg inside the scrambled eggs. He did not go to culinary school. That sounds interesting. Sounds good. Anyway. <laughs> I hope you get to read this because you're in for a good ride and not allowed back into my house because he needs to get a job. <laughs> I would have introduced myself had I known he said this to you. But since we live under the same roof, I heard him say that, say this to his friend on the phone. His friend's name is Josh. You probably heard him talk about his friend because he published one book and thinks he suddenly is a famous author. <laughs> he also is a freeloading snob. <laughs> Sincerely, Mom. Update. Image. Imagine unsolved mystery music. My son has been found. He apologized for being a pooper, do a pooper doodle and promises to get a job. I made sure this job isn't going to be going to involve opening up a TikTok account, Instagram <laughs> food reviewer. Here's em he's embarrassed and thinks it's funny that I posted Josh is upset. I used his name. <laughs> Josh. Oh, <laughs> he's still a freeloader. I love it. I love it. Uh that mom spoke the truth. She's like, I'm not just going to take done. down my son, <laughs> but his friend who thinks he's a famous you author. You know a kid has been living with his parents for too long if the parent says all that. <laughs> like, they're done. Just done. <laughs> um, I love him, but 
Oof. If anybody tries nutmeg in their eggs this week, please tell us. I've been I, wanting to try it. I since wanna I read know. That. I wanna know how it tastes. And I'm maybe I'll try it tomorrow morning. I might try it. Maybe. Let's see. Let's let's try it. The only thing I use nutmeg for is holiday recipes. So I'm a little skeptical. I put it I put a little not nutmeg, but I put a little cinnamon in my chili. Oh it was yeah. chili again. Yeah. yeah. I bet nutmeg would be good in chili though. Is everything okay? Oh, spot. Oh, we'll stay in here for a couple hours so he can clean that up. Okay. <laughs> Is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. I swear to God, if he broke that Instapot lid. He just said it shattered all over the floor. I don't know how Instapot lid would I'm wondering if, like, floor. just the little float piece, like, flung off. And he calls that shattering? Yeah. Like, it was glass? Yeah. Probably the rubber, the rubber thing might on have the come inside. Out. Yeah. <laughs> it shattered. Yeah, because it's steel. <laughs> it shattered everywhere. And we didn't hear shattering. Yeah, it sounded like something. I thought something fell down the stairs. I, I thought, like, he dropped, like, the PlayStation controller or something. Oh. Yeah, that did sound like that. It was hard. Yeah. Hard. Can I tell my story first this week? Absolutely. So, I'm going to tell a story about... The old spaghetti factory in Vancouver, Shut Canada. <laughs> How? Okay, did you sing that song? No, I did that. I didn't even think about that. I did that because of the Super Bowl was last Sunday. And then the spaghetti on my shirt. Uh, we are just manifesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. It's great. That's amazing. Um, so I am doing a story on the old spaghetti factory in Vancouver, Canada. It um, <laughs> is there something about spaghetti in yours? Shut no. up. No. Okay. <laughs> but I just I it was last week I did a or episode twenty three I did twenty two episode twenty two I did a Canada. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. I wanted I've, to forgot. throw another one from Canada in, in there. Shout out to got Canada. A, we got a couple more Canada Canadian listens there. Hello. Or downloads. Hello. I would love some maple syrup, please. Thank you. Um, so this was the first old spaghetti factory in Canada. The first one? Yeah. How is spaghetti a factory? Have like, you ever been there? I've oh, never it, been there. Is it's it a, like restaurant. a restaurant. Yeah. Oh, I it's kind of like an Olive Garden, but like, I don't know. I I've never been to one. Literally was picturing a factory. <laughs> no. No. It's called the old spaghetti factory. It's That's like cute. a high class like Italian restaurant. Kind of like an Olive Garden, I guess. That's cute. Yeah. My sister's old neighbor used to or he owns one in like a in Washington or, or Oregon, I'm not sure. Aww. So um cute. she she told me a little bit about them because I've never been to them. Ooh. Um so this one was the first one opened in Canada. It was mm -hmm. opened in nineteen seventy and I believe they started opening in like nineteen sixty nine. So it was one of the first couple of ones, I guess. I love that. Um it's locate it is located in a WH Malkin Company old uh Malkin Company oh it's like an old grocery store. Okay. Um where one used to be and they're typically like known to be located in older buildings that have some history i guess well so, it's the old spaghetti yeah. so they want they that keep it. aesthetics yeah exactly uh so that was like a grocery store 
and it's located in a little place called Gastown <laughs> in Vancouver. <laughs> names. I know. That's cute. Oh, yeah, we just talked about names. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so in the restaurant, it uh, it features lots of antiques and nostalgic decorations and an old trolley car, which I guess is they <gasps> all have the old trolley cars. That. I thought this one was just like the only one that had it, but all of them have it. Oh, okay. Um, so it has like an old trolley car uh, that was actually once – a part of the BC Electric Railway. Uh-huh. And it was the number 53. It was built in 1904. And it served as a public transit around Vancouver for many years until it was decommissioned. And then it was put in there. That's cool. Yeah. So one addition to this restaurant that I haven't mentioned yet is that it comes with a conductor. Like a, <clears throat> like a real one? Yeah. Sure. That's not, it's out of commission. Yeah. So, um, about the conductor. It's a ghost. Uh, many staff. <laughs> Do all of Spaghetti Factory. <laughs> they come with a ghost conductor. They're like, I'm relocating to Vancouver. Uh, can, can we get someone, is that, is that on, uh, what's that called? Zip recruiter? <laughs> can we get a ghost conductor, please? <laughs> you don't have any real ones, so. Our live ones. You got to go to zip recorder, recorder, recorder. <laughs> you have to go to zip recorder. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing the bed. I'm not. <laughs> you got, you got to go to Indeed. Go to Indeed.com <laughs> to get yours. I'm, go ahead. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so, um, many staff and customers have seen the ghost of what appears to be a conductor, um, at least judging by his uniform. Um, he's typically seated at the same table inside of the conductor late at night, or inside of the train um, late at night after closing. Oh, that's cool. So, he's, he's been seen uh, quite often, like he'll be sitting at a table. Um, another person ghost i'm gonna talk about okay is the little red man or looky loo as some people call him is he irish uh no but he's a perv he's a leprechaun. i don't know he might some people think he's a leprechaun yeah um he is a small man with red hair and i guess he's been seen wearing red too um who likes to play with the staff he whispers their names nope and he also likes to creep in the in the ladies bathroom Oh, come on, little red man. Yeah. He, uh, he'll he peek through the bathroom stall. You can see him in the crack of the door just watching you as you pee. No. Or poo. I don't know. Whatever you do, you do. You, you're like trying to poop. and It's you're... like, ugh. He's like, hey there. And you're like, no. <laughs> I'm pooping. <laughs> Why am I making him sound like Beavis and Bud? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> TP from bunghole. <laughs> Uh, well, at one point when he was spotted in the bathroom, he was described as a little man in red with red hair and left through a closed door. So he, lo- he like, walked through the closed door. Okay. Um, one woman even attempted to take his picture, but when she looked at or got the picture, it was blurry or oh. that section of it was blurry. So. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So another spirit that has been seen here is a little boy who has been seen running through the restaurant. He tends to like, or he tends to bend the silverware. Yeah, that's really weird. crazy. Creepy. I would steal the garlic bread. 
Right? Uh, thank you. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, ghosts can't have garlic. Just kidding. That's vampires. That's vampires. <laughs> <laughs> You're the paranormal expert. Um, so he's been seen like bending silverware and like he's been brought whenever he's brought to someone else's attention he just disappears and isn't there anymore. Makes a person look like they're loony. Yeah. And then like people have seen bent silverware and then someone will come and look at it and then it's not bent anymore. So, <gasps> yeah. Isn't that weird? It's like plays with your mind. Oh, that um, would mess me up. Another time he was seen hiding, hiding under a table and he was wearing like very old clothing from another time. Uh-huh. Um, the employee actually went to go get a manager and as usual they came and he wasn't there anymore. Jeez. And of course they look crazy. And there were silverware piled up on the table though. He's like, sorry, gotta go. Bye. Bye. Uh, another instance, uh, a customer had seen the boy's reflection in a mirror as he was, this one freaks me out. Like they saw the reflection in the mirror as he was spinning around. Yeah. Like that one. I don't know why that freaks kids. Kids freak me out. Yeah. And so the customer was, was looking in the window and they can, or in the mirror and yeah, in the mirror, and then in the mirror, the reflection of it, you could see the boy spinning around behind you. Gotcha. Okay. So when they I turned around. I was thinking of the customer was spinning for some oh. reason and saw <laughs> it The customer the was spinning around and then just, just in the restaurant. That would still be creepy. There's also a merry-go-round in there. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Not really. Um, so when she ended up turning around, of course, he disappeared. Oh, that's still so creepy. Yeah. He he's actually responsible for an employee quitting their job and never coming back. Aww. So he's freaked some people out. Yeah, um, can't imagine. And they suspect that the boy's name is Edward. A psychic came there, and I guess she said that there's a boy here named Edward. Yeah. So, um, this one, this next one is my favorite. Uh, this a friend of the manager was there at the restaurant and claims that she had a long conversation. With a little girl at a table holding a balloon. (gasps) (laughs) It's like it now. I know. That's what I was thinking. No. Uh, She said the little girl said she was looking for her mother. So the staff went to go find a manager to try to figure out, you know, we got to figure out where this girl goes. Where'd the balloon come from, though? I know, right? That that would be the first thing. Where'd you get that balloon? Where'd you get that balloon? Amy wants the Amy wants answers. She's, I want one. She means business. I want a balloon. Why didn't you bring me one? Uh, so the staff member uh, went to go find uh, the manager, and whenever they returned, she was gone. She oh vanished. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So on other occasions, uh, she's also been seen by staff members and appears to be lost. Um, when she tries, when people try to help her, she goes away. So she's a lost little girl. Kind of sad. I, it's very sad. It's still... Does she always have the balloon with her? <laughs> I just want more information on this balloon. It is just... it helium? Is it air? What is it? Is she holding it? Is, is it tracking on the ground? On the ground? <laughs> is it up in the air? And it's... What color is it? Is, is it, it red? Does it float anywhere? I'm is pretty it... sure... I saw somewhere that it was red, but I bet it was just to make it more creepy. Yeah. So, I bet it was purple. I don't know if it was... If it was yellow, it, was. it wouldn't be that big of a deal. This means happiness. If it's yeah. red, I would freak me out. No, thank you. So where did these spirits come from? Yeah, that's any, what I any, was uh, There's There's the next question there. Some believe that the conductor died in a collision on an underground railway below the restaurant, but that one's pretty unlikely because uh, there are no underground railways. They were he, all, like, above ground. He was probably attached to the 
and that's that's the more likely uh theory on it is that they believe that he was attached to the tram whenever they got it so it's kind of like a buy one get one free offer yeah absolutely. you get the train you get the conductor with it yeah. sorry so we don't make the rules that's a that's a hell of a deal yeah. that's all i'm saying i mean <laughs> as long as we don't have to pay him like a wage right yeah um, i mean he's free you just feed him he's fine yeah they kind of eat like air i guess <laughs> fear <laughs> they eat fear uh the same psychic that named the little boy edward said that some of the artifacts had spirits attached to them oh. don't buy used things like that guys how many times do we have to tell you buy new buy new things i buy i try i go to secondhand stores all the time but like i'm not gonna go buy a secondhand doll no <laughs> we've already unless i get that. some like yep. serious history on it furniture fine yeah if it's like in the although 80s. although that's kind of how um uh, one, one story happened yeah, once it's over 1970 then we're like nope no more yeah, that's when that's when ghosts stopped uh actually existing so um like n- i mean we're not gonna have like modern day ghosts <laughs> ghosts ghosts don't exist now yeah ignore everything i post on facebook guys yeah that's not true <laughs> no no not exist like they they're not a thing anymore so if they're like before 19- they're not trending yeah ghosts are not trending nope <laughs> so also she said that there is a vortex in the back of the restaurant that allows spirits to come into our world from other dimensions I like that one. The, That's pretty crazy. The psychics of that? Yeah. I love that theory. I love it. I, I'm on I board. I'm on board on the train. Nope. Ready to go. Choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other little things that happened in the restaurant that I didn't mention. Uh, there are cold spots, uh, obviously, especially inside the train. Ooh. Place settings and chairs have moved. They found, can, like, chairs on top of tables. Can you go inside the train? Yeah, you can eat in there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah all like of them, and they're all set up that way. I was like, man, I need to, I need to go to a freaking yeah. old spaghetti factory. This place sounds amazing. Yeah. <sighs> uh, people have seen full body apparitions. Uh, figures have appeared in photos and whispering, mainly from that little old little uh, red guy. So as of today, you can still enjoy a delicious Italian dish at this establishment, and if you dine alone, no worries. You might just have some company with you. Um, that should be their tagline. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry if you come alone. <laughs> You'll always have company here. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet, I though. Love it. I it love it. It's cute. <laughs> um, I, also, I believe that there's a ghost, because Vancouver is like a hot spot for a paranormal, and there's a ghost tour that goes around, and I believe that that's one of their stops. So. Really? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That is the old spaghetti factory in Gastown, Vancouver, Canada. I think that's my new favorite. (laughs) That is so cool. That's why I wanted to tell it. It's super short, but I was like, I got to do it. It's pretty cool. It's really cool. I love that so much. Can we just not do anymore? Because we're like, can we just stop the the episode there? Because... It was it was like a feel good. Note. It was like a happy. I should I should have just. Uh oh. Oh, what's to come? Hey, Amy, did you know that for the first time in history of the internet that the web has become listenable? Yes. 
is. Check out Newsly. It's an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any moment, and then it reads them to you in natural human voice, which is important to me. And they also have podcasts. Here, you can explore podcasts from over 40 countries. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me. From here, use promo code NE number one GHB zero URS and get one month for a free trial. This information will be posted on our social medias at WWTN Podcast. Stop scrolling and start listening. Let's hear it. And um, have you checked out the neighbors? <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you've been screaming. <laughs> I just don't want to share my story now. It's so depressing. That's okay. This is reality, guys. Oh, there goes gravity. We are <laughs> we are a true crime paranormal podcast and paranormal podcast. We're not a fake crime and paranormal podcast. Reality. We're gonna tell you how it is. We're gonna give you all the dirty deeds. Gravity or not. Yep. Mm. It could be in space. Let this. me tell you this terrible story. So I'd like to start off by saying this story involves sexual assault. Unfortunately, many of us know someone that's been a victim themselves and it has some and it is something that needs to be stopped, obviously. If you know someone who is being assaulted or if you yourself are being assaulted, please reach out to someone, the local police or the hotline 1-800-856-HOPE, 800-856-4673. The RAIN, R-A-I-N-N, website has lots of ways to talk to someone, a live chat, 24-7 helpline. They also have an app. And also, I've used the website plenty of times. It's a great resource. You can also check out laws in your state regarding sexual and physical abuse on the website. So, Very important, guys. Yep. Please. And if you see something, please say something. Please say something. Again, you could save a life. Yep. It's better to be wrong than not say anything at all. Correct. All right. That being said, I want to share you the story of Colleen Stan. This happened 15 miles away from where I lived. Oh, okay. Grew up. So... Um, <clears throat> Colleen was born December 31st, 1956 in Eugene, Oregon. She had a pretty, pretty average childhood. Her parents seemed like good people, nothing out of the norm. And in 1977, Colleen was 20 and she wanted to go to her birth to a birthday party down in Westwood, California for a friend. Her car was not working right. So she figured why not hitchhike? Because it's the 70s. It's a great idea. Yeah. She had done it before, and it was never a big deal. She hitchhiked all the way to Red Bluff, California, which is, like I said, about 15 miles. I feel like it's longer, but I don't know. I also speed on that street or road, so I don't know. A truck driver dropped her off at the exit for Highway 36, which headed towards the coast. Uh, She turned down two possible rides that didn't seem right to her, but then a blue van with a husband and a wife with a baby stopped for her. She felt like, like, 
this feels Sound, right. There's a white. Stable. There's a baby. Seems okay to use them uh, for a ride. Their names are Cameron and Janice Hooker. Oh, she, sorry. There's a Hooker Road in Red oh. Bluff. Oh, okay. I always used to joke like, I'm going to go and hook over there. <laughs> sorry, Mom. <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> um, She said that the husband looked geeky looking and the wife seemed kind. She was very confident in her choice. Uh, because they seem like a normal, nice family. They always do. They always do. They stopped at a gas station, and uh, she went to the bathroom. She said in the bathroom she got this just, like, sudden urge to just go through the window and go through the woods and just run away. But she's like, nope, I need to go to this oh. party. Gathered her thoughts and went back to the car. Should have went with your gut. Yep. They drove for another 20 or 30 minutes and then said, uh, call, uh, Cameron and Janice were like, we need to stop at these ice caves, which I've never heard of ice caves. What the in hell? Red Bluff. So I'm wondering if uh, I tried to Google it and I looked it up. I could not get a definite answer. What the heck are ice caves in Red Bluff, California, Northern California? I think that like maybe back in the 70s there were ice caves but global warming i don't maybe? know yeah because <laughs> i could not find an answer the whole west used to be covered in snow and now it's not yeah that makes sense <laughs> so they stopped here and she's like why not i'll stop i don't mind because you're giving me a free ride so they got out and she sat there for a while and then all of a sudden her the husband cameron grabbed her and put a knife to her neck. Ugh. He bound and gagged her and put this box over her head. A box? Yeah. Like, so um, it was like a clam. Like a picture, like a clam <gasps> shell. It like, it like he made at, it special for this? Yes. So <gasps> it like connected at the top. You open it and then collapse it around her neck. Oh my gosh. And then you like a cage. It. Yeah. It's like a cage for around her you whole head. Oh my gosh, that's gross. Yep. Uh, and it was lined with carpet so that she soundproof. Yep. Exactly. That's what we should do in here. So I keep on saying shag carpet. Shag carpet on the walls and everything. That would be the ceiling would be ideal. Shag walls. Uh, then after putting the clam box over her. They drove to their home on Oak Street in Red Bluff, California. And how far is that from you? Uh, where you used to live? Well, I said it's like 15 miles, but Red Bluff, it's like us driving to maybe, not even Delta. It's not as far as that. It'd be like driving okay. from, have you ever been to Fox? Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like us driving to Fox. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. No. It's not very far. Which is so... Because she was so close to her house, which sucks. No. She wasn't close to her house? Uh-uh. So she... How far was this damn birthday party? So they're up in Eugene, Oregon. And then the birthday party was in... Oh, shoot. It was in... Hold on. Westwood, California. She went. She wanted to go to a birthday party from Oregon to California. Yeah, and Westwood is like on the coast of what the heck, like by Trinidad and uh, Crescent City and stuff. Yeah. What? 
Yeah. So that's that's not a birthday party. That's a damn sleepover. That's so. That's week like a away. whole week. Yeah. yeah. That is what the heck. That's well, ridiculous. Her I have to go to this birthday party. She's Twenty. It's no. Sorry. Anyway. So. Um. <clears throat> so they went to Oak Street in Red Bluff, California, which. Oak Street is, like, literally in the middle of town. Like, the DMV is right around the corner. The police station is, like, down the block. It's right smack dab. And and Red Bluff is probably a... It's actually a little bit bigger than North Pole because they just got a, a Walmart, what? like, a couple years ago. So Wow. But at the time, it was probably even smaller than our town right now. Very minimal general store and that's sort of kind of it he brought her to the basement of their home where he hung her by her arms from the rafters and stripped her down he then whipped her with these straps that he made and she recalls peeking under the box that was on her head and saw cameron and janice having intercourse in front of her ew yeah that's gross right yeah go do it in your room go to your room well he let janice like they were doing it while he let janice rest quote unquote while using her tippy toes on top of a box oh my her hands were still bound uh after they were done he removed the box and hung her for another 15 minutes while he then finally released her. He put her in a literal box, or some people have said it's a like a coffin, like um, in the basement. He chained her wrists and tied her feet to the box and left the box on top of her head. So she had a box inside on top of her head. Oh my gosh! Her hands are bound and How her does she feet. Breathe. It not, can't be good not very well. Yeah. Um. So I want to discuss the relationship between Janice and Cameron because a woman, you That's, would think. Are they the husband and wife? Mm-hmm. Okay. And they had yep. a baby, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Janice met Cameron when she was 15 years old and he was 19. Her parents were pretty strict. They, She wasn't allowed to go on dates. She wasn't allowed to wear certain clothes. No piece, two piece swimsuits or shorts. Um, but when she met him. He was like, I want to date you. So uh, when he went to talk to her parents, he there wasn't much of a convincing because he just wowed them. He was just, you know, all about her. And he said everything that he needed to say to get her to go on a Good date with, with parents. him. parents. Yeah. Um, on their first date, he talked Janice into letting him hang her by a tree. What? Uh, by her arms and strip her. And he then whipped her. You are disgust. What? Um, like, and Janice. like next level 50. That's like 60 shades of gray. Yeah, but Janice, like, she's, what, 15? And she had super low self-esteem. I mean, all 15 Yeah, so she let age. him do it. She let him she do it. Like, oh, yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, this is how it's done. Yeah, I want, I want Cameron to love me, so I'm going to yeah. do whatever I can to be okay with it. They got married on January 18th, 1975 in Reno, Nevada. That's my birthday. Bad juju for my birthday. (laughs) Uh, So she was Cameron's first victim, unfortunately. So he was very into bondage and 
that sort of thing, having a slave and stuff like that. Okay. So gross. Yeah. All right. Not to yuck someone else's yum, but the, he took it a little bit far, guys. You capture somebody. Not cool. It's 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 a little bit far. There's yeah. nothing wrong with doing Fifty Shades of Grey shit. Yeah, nothing but wrong with that. <laughs> please don't, please don't kidnap people. Make sure they it. have your consent for yep. things, and you don't take it over the line. Exactly. Uh, da, 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 da. so after seven years, she, Cameron, uh, and Janice. Okay. Cameron and Janice. So I was like, wow, we just blew right over those seven yep. years. <laughs> uh, after seven years, she's like, I can't do this anymore. So they made an agreement in exchange for him having a sex slave. He would let her have a baby. Ah, there's the baby. There's the baby. So back to Colleen's story. That's not fair. No, it's not. Like, it's supposed to be a, an agreement yeah. between both of you. So back to Colleen's story. The first few days she was in captivity, Cameron gave her a meal, and she use, usually couldn't eat, um, which, I mean, I don't blame her, but that made him mad that she couldn't eat, so he would whip her until she would actually finish her meal. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Cameron eventually moved her to a coffin-like box in the basement. But she would still was still kept naked and chained by the neck. <gasps> so he had a So did a she collar. not have the box on her head anymore? There was no box on her head okay. at this point. The that lasted about five months. She was only allowed to leave to eat, drink, and use the bathroom. Um She was naked. She was naked. I would be so cold. I know. Like just like I know it's probably not that cold down there, but at the same time, like, no, you're, yeah. you need clothes on. You're yeah. cold. We don't have fur. Well, and it's comforting yeah. to yes. have clothes yes. on. Yes, 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 yes. And blanket. It is. So that is, I get that. That is a good way to put it. Yeah. So Cameron would stay by her side during all of these activities, eating and drinking and going to the bathroom. So she was had under no privacy, no privacy under complete surveillance the whole time. He would also remove her from the coffin to practice his bondage on her. Oh, my gosh. He would hang her by her arms, restrict her breathing, and whipped her. Uh, and this, when she would do that, she was wearing the head box. Sorry about that. So I'm going to take that out because I was wrong. Uh, all while wearing the head box. Part of the agreement between him and Janice was that he was not allowed to have intercourse with his slave so this whole time he's not actually having intercourse with her are you kidding he's what? just beating her and abusing her i don't understand how people how some people get off on that so a lot of the time they would do that and then him and janice would actually have oh yeah that's right because she she was peeking outside of the box and they yeah. were doing it yeah he got oh a lot of gosh. his new ideas from pornography magazines that he was subscribed to. Some of these ideas uh, were to shock her with electrical wires, burn her with a heat lamp, oh and hold her head underwater in the bathtub oh, until she couldn't stop breathing. Oh, no. <clears throat> Colleen estimated that she was whipped about 100 separate times while she was imprisoned. 
because she did survive. I'm sh- this is a yeah. pretty popular story. Cameron also put together a contract that he required Colleen to sign, stating she would, stating she was his slave, and anything that he asked her to do, she could not say no, and she obviously had no choice and signed it. And to scare her into it, because I mean she had no choice, but he wanted to scare right. her still. He also told her that Janice was also once a slave that he tried to help escape. Oh my gosh. To help her escape, <laughs> he <laughs> Did you get that? Yeah. <laughs> he quickly married her to stop the company, quote unquote, from killing her. Oh my gosh. Uh, so what is this company? Another spy. Another spy. (laughs) Um, well, at the beginning of her capture, he convinced Colleen that he was part of a slave company and they would closely watch the slaves and knew of all sorts of movements that slaves would do to possibly leave. They had like cameras everywhere, sensors, everything, and um, it was all monitored to track the slaves' movements. And unfortunately and understandably, Colleen believed in it, which is really sad that she believed that. But yeah, she didn't really have any choice. There's no such thing as a slave company. So now we're in October of 1977. Okay. The same year, about five months after her abduction, Cameron built a triangle-shaped box under the stairs, picture Harry Potter type of thing. Uh, Harry Potter. (laughs) um, That's where she spent the rest of her time in that house. Cameron continued to only take her out to eat, drink, and use the bathroom along with his sexual assaults. Ugh. But not, like, actually, like... Intercourse. Correct. All right. Okay. They eventually moved to an acre of land with a mobile home on the property they purchased. But it didn't have a basement. So they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do with Colleen? So Cameron made a box under their waterbed. Ew, what? Yeah, he just, like, put her... (laughs) I would... You know what, though? That... No. No, no, no. That would not be soothing to sleep to. No, it would not. But I mean, you would just hear water, water all the time. But I mean, my sister, my parents had a waterbed, and then they gave it to my sister. I love, you know, I love, I loved waterbeds when I was a kid. But they're cold. They are very cold. They're so yeah. cold. Which I probably wouldn't mind because I like sleeping cold. I do too. But but I don't want to sleep on water constantly. Yeah. Like every no. time you move. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I can't go back to sleep because I'm constantly moving. <laughs> I'm making waves gotta over get, here. Gotta get those firm mattress. <laughs> no. Uh, so at this time, Cameron and Janice got into it and she called his bluff. They like argued. And she's like, she told him that he was allowed to have sex with Colleen. But I shouldn't say sex. It's more like rape. She's like, all right, fine, go ahead, have sex with her. And so obviously he did. And that is when Cameron gave Colleen privileges around the house. So he started having sex with Colleen and she started to have more rights. Freedom, I guess. Freedom, quote unquote, freedom. Yeah. Around the house. She was allowed to clean the bathrooms, the kitchen. She was allowed to cook. 
but she was also only allowed out of the box to be abused, sexually clean, eat, or use the So really, like, I'm sure she was happy that she got those, you know, a little bit more freedom, but it really is, I mean, she was, they're slave. Yeah, for the price. Yeah. At this time, Cameron was spending a lot of time with Colleen, though. He uh, would you know, watch her while she's cleaning and, and cooking and that sort of stuff. And Janice definitely noticed Colleen was forced to build a shed in the backyard with Cameron. So they spent a lot of time building this shed and it was strictly for his bondage rituals involving Colleen. So the tension between Janice and Colleen was definitely growing. Right. Although it was 100% one-sided Colleen was feeling tension from Janice. Right. But after two years of living in this new home, so we're at like two and a half years at this point. Jeez. In 19, oh, sorry, three, uh, it's about three years. Um, about, so we're going on about three years. And she was 20 when it started, right? 20 when she started. Jeez. Cameron let up on these strict rules. She was allowed to go outside and garden and even go jogging. But she was very confident. He was sorry, but he was very confident she wouldn't leave because of this right. sex or slave company. Right. Um, the spies. Yeah, and <laughs> she she definitely had Stockholm syndrome. Like, well, I have to go back. Like, I don't want to get caught. So Cameron was uh, confident in Colleen's loyalty. He let her call home for Christmas. As a Christmas present. He did set up some rules, though. He reminded her that the company was listening in. And if she gave her family any clues of what was going on, that he would hang up and he would make her regret those choices that she made. Wait, was she living with her parents at the time? Whenever yeah. she Correct. So, so she just goes missing and then she calls goes... her parents. Yep. She called home. And during the call, she was super vague about what was going on in her life. The call mostly was one-sided. Her parents mostly was just talking and she was very quiet. But they were very thrilled that she called, even though they were convinced that she had joined a cult. So Pretty popular at the time. Absolutely. So now we're going to go to March of 1981. Her life hasn't changed much. She was still being abused mostly da- almost daily. But Cameron felt like rewarding her, so he let her visit her family. Wow. Very bold of him. Yeah. However, to prove her loyalty, he required her to prove that to him first by making her take a shotgun to her mouth. He said, shoot yourself in the mouth to prove you will do what I say, basically. It was unloaded. But she didn't know that. So she's like, all right, what do I have to lose? Right. So she puts the shotgun to her mouth. Thank God. And that's it. So he's like, cool. All right, let's go. Like, you didn't know it wasn't loaded. Like, I could have shot you right Right. there. Yeah. So. Passed his test. Yeah. So he takes her to Riverside where her parents lived. So Riverside is in California. So at this point, I'm guessing they moved. Sounds like it. Yeah. She was instructed to tell them that he was her fiance and was down there for a business trip and she could visit while he was working. He also explained to her how their house was under surveillance 
by the slave company and was watching and listening to everything going on inside the house. So if she said anything, the company would kill her family. So of course she's like, all right, no big deal. Yeah, what do you do? I'm I'm not going to say anything. During the whole 24 hours she was there, she was very vague about what was going on in her life and her family didn't push her for any answers because they were just thrilled that she was home. Right. Visiting. Yeah. She got a call from Cameron in the morning and said, I will be there in 10 minutes. And sure enough, her family pressed him for answers when he showed up. They're like, what are you guys doing? When are you getting married? What do you do for your job? Blah, 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 blah. And his parents do. Yeah. And he pretty much just blew him off and said, oh, we're in between houses at this point. So, oh, because they also asked for his address. They're like, can we mail you stuff? And they're like, he's like, we're between houses. Like, Mm. I will forge you our address when we get it. And they left. That was it. They went back to Red Bluff and things were worse before she left. She uh, was just restricted to the box again, only to come out to do late night chores and eat and use the bathroom and be sexually assaulted by Cameron because Janice's jealousy was like very, very strong. She was like, nope, you went on this trip with her. Like she's do chores, cook, eat. That's it. Like. We're then done. leave him. Yeah, we're done with this giving her privileges thing. Three years later. Oh, my god! So she did another three years just On top of. Yep. Uh, she found a way to convince Cameron that she needed to help support this family. So he let her get a job at a motel near their home. But at night, they would chain her by the neck, and she was allowed inside the bathroom. So she... Oh, wow. She graduated from the box to the bathroom. Wow. Yep. Cameron eventually got her into a routine of sleeping alternatively with his wife, Janice, and Colleen. So he would go in between his wife and Colleen. Oh, my gosh. And... About uh, leading a double life. Yep. And he talked with Janice of actually building... His slave roster, he's like, maybe I need more. Between that and the time he spent with Colleen, this this new proposal that he just gave Janice, and all the time he was spending with Colleen, that made Janice go over the edge and done pissed off Cameron. Okay. Yep. So eventually Janice started finding Colleen as an equal, and she was trying to talk to her like as a equal, like maybe we're both the same, which amazing wish that happened six years ago but um she befriended her and formed sort of a relationship she then had a come to jesus moment like oh my gosh she uh talked to a local pastor and told him everything and he's like yeah you need to go to the police yeah he's like oh my god i can't repeat any of this (laughs) (laughs) so he went down or she went down to the place that colleen was working and told her the company was a lie and Colleen was like, why are you just now telling so me So much this? of a waste of my life right now. Yeah. But regardless, she called home, Colleen did, and told them she was coming home. They're like, awesome. That sounds great. She went to the bus station and called Cameron. And she said, I'm never coming back. And he's like, no, Colleen. No. And cried. And she got on a bus and went to Riverside, California. Janice then went to the local police and told them everything. And surprisingly, they were like, "Mm, sounds fake, but Oh, my gosh. Um, But it was because 
Yeah. First off, Red Bluff, Red Bluff is a very small community, so they're like, this does not They'd sound never real. heard of something yes. like this. Yeah. Uh, after two days of interviewing Colleen, they arrested Cameron on August 22nd, 1984. Good. Yep. They then confiscated everything that he used for his crimes, but they actually didn't have very much evidence of Colleen ever being there. And that's because after 48 hours of turning on Cameron, she's like, oh, my gosh, what did I do? And went back to him. Oh, my gosh. And he instructed her to burn everything involving Janice Colleen. Yep. And he even uh, had her burn the contract, which was the big. He had Janice do that? Yeah. Okay. They searched for evidence trying to hold Cameron behind bars. And that is when one of the detectives was looking through one of his beloved magazines about bondage and stuff and found a camera, a camera negative, which the negative camera negative was a contract, the contract that she signed. So he took a picture of the contract and it had her name and signature on it, proving that she signed it. a sex life. Yeah. So Cameron was indicted on 10 counts of kidnapping and rape. And Janice agreed to testify against him again, uh, in exchange for immunity. And he was sentenced to 104 years behind bars. That never happens. <laughs> right? In 2015, he was eligible for parole but was denied. And an article released by the Record Searchlight in Redding, California, where I'm from, uh, a neighboring town, uh, an article released in March of 2021 of this year stated, because of good behavior, Cameron can be released as early as next September, which would be this September of this Are year. Are you kidding me? However, an urgent attempt to stop that Tehama County District Attorney Matt Rogers mounted a campaign to get Cameron evaluated as a sexually violated predator. Which would delay his release, even if parole the his parole hearing in September was in his favor, which that campaign did pay off. The state hospital deemed him positive for clarification as a sexually violent predator. Yep. And but now the prosecutors need a judge to firmly determine that Cameron is a SVP. Which would begin with hearings for possible probable cause. And defendants usually fight uh, destination, destinations making the hearing timely. Roger expects the litigations to go well into 2022. And if that does go into the state's favor, he would be moved to a locked state hospital. He would be subject to rigorous treatment programs that can take 10 to 20 years to complete and be considered to be considered for a conditional release. So this is good that he's going into this hospital, possibly. Yeah, because it keeps him from getting out longer. Correct. So as of right now, put him in a bathtub and put him in water. I know. Chain him up. Drown him for a minute. Put him in a box, a coffin. So as of right now, Cameron is 67 years old and is at the Chino State Prison for Men. Colleen Stan had a daughter and has a grandchild. And she said, despite all that she's been through, she has had a wonderful life since her escape and is grateful to be alive. Good for you. That's awesome. (sighs) 
Yeah. That let you know what I know. You said that was a dark story. It was a dark story, but it was a survivor story. It is. I love don't look at it as stories. a dark story. It's a survivor story. Yep. She freaking survived. She's doing good. Good she, for her. She is living good a for very, you, Colleen. Yes, and she's living a very private life. That I don't blame respectfully. You. I would yeah. be too. Yeah. That was a good story. That was a very good story. Awful, but good. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Colleen Stan. I don't like anything to do with sexual assault, but I know that a lot of true crime murders and that sort of stuff yeah. revolve around sexual assault. I just, I cringe when I yeah share it. Yeah. So Understandable. Especially when it's children. Yeah. It's close to home. <clears throat> yeah. The one that really got me was the, was it the Christmas one? Oh my gosh, where the guy killed his yeah, whole family. Yeah, that was the Christmas one. And then one. he buried them and then just like. Oh my gosh, it haunted, like, I had dreams about it. It <gasps> no. haunted me. I still think about that story. That story is brutal, how he killed all of, the, all of his family and then got his daughter, like, pregnant. Yep. And, ugh. Ugh. Twice. Who was that again? Do you remember? Uh, I forgot his name. I just called it the Christmas Killings. He's disgusting. So yeah. So he's a freaking. Luckily, she got a, uh, an abortion the second time. Ugh. Gross. That's just yeah. <sighs> so that's our that's our stories for the day, guys. Yeah. Do you want to tell a neighborhood story? I do. I put it on my phone this time because um, my printer is running out of ink. Oh, that's so. right. Do you want to print it at my house? Oh, guess what? My phone's dead. Oh. Well, this one kind of hits close to home, so <laughs> I'm going to talk about this one. Uh, I'm assuming this is on the next door app. Yep. And it says, "Does anyone hear loud motorcycle loud motorcycles every day?" My kids are asleep, and I am tired of having to deal with the kids being awake every day because of this <laughs> inconsiderate person. Does anyone know this person? <laughs> Guys, motorcycles are loud, and so are other motor vehicles. Just saying. But the, Just she, saying. She <laughs> said, I'm tired of the kids being awake during the day. <laughs> well okay so okay yes i mean you know what but nap time is like the is it's that's our break time that's our break time. i'm a stay-at-home mom and you're you're i consider you a stay-at-home mom even though you have you have work to do during the day i do too technically i love our Um, nap times yes nap time is our break like that is our break sometimes we get 30 minutes sometimes we get two hours but that's and and i should say i am one that gets stuff done when the kids are awake if they're oh. asleep oh you, that's get, when... you do take advantage of your relaxed time yes same yeah same whether kind of relaxes... hit or miss depends on what day of the week it is if i, I have mean, younger ones usually uh, i can't get things done yeah but if i'm relaxing that's either like actually doing something i like well i should say not actually but doing something i like to do the podcast research anything editing yeah. uh or looking at TikToks for yeah. two hours. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it doesn't matter if I'm working or not, but I'm not doing, I don't like doing household chores. Can we just call chores. this us working? Yeah. This is us working. We yeah. need to quit saying that this is a hobby. This is I us keep working. saying that to Rick. I'm like, I'm doing work. And he's like, it's a hobby. This, is, like, this, this is, is my job. Work. We have enough downloads and enough listeners to say that this is our work now, guys. Yeah. So this is what we do. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I Nap time is like, 
it's not our nap time. It's their no. nap time, which means it's quiet and we can get crap done. <laughs> I can't research stuff or edit yeah, when there's kids think. around. It's like, ah, you're screaming yeah. every two seconds. I got to get up. And so if there's a mor- motor vehicle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what we we're getting to. Revving. <laughs> Especially during. Okay. So today it snowed a lot. Yeah. So I get that. But at the same time, like, really? Right at the time, every single time, like right at nap time, you have to turn on your vehicle to plow snow. Like, yeah. wait till after it snows. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till it's finished. It's not even done yet. It's supposed to be done tomorrow. We're getting a ton of snow. Uh, So that is our true crime peril podcast, guys. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Okay. There you go. Uh, so, uh, to listen, you can find us on all platforms, basically on iTunes and Spotify. You can rate and review us. We really appreciate that. You have no idea how much it helps us. So, um, please make sure you do that. Not just rate, review us, please. Write just yeah. a little small message. I don't know if you can re- uh, review on, on Spotify. Spotify. I know you can rate, rate us. Yeah. Yes. You can definitely review us on iTunes. So that's a big help. Also, you can follow and like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And that you can just search at WWTN Podcast. Um, we also have a Facebook group, which we're super active on. We actually went Facebook Live tonight. Yeah. So uh, make sure you get on there. We'll talk to you, answer your questions, whatever you need. Take story yeah. suggestions. Uh, and our website is whatswiththeneighbors.com. On there, you can find a link to everything that was just mentioned. Along with a link to our merchandise and our a link to our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash WWTN podcast. And on there, if you want to be on the donor bus, $3 a month, you get exclusive content. And for $5 a month, you can get exclusive, exclusive content and our episodes that are unedited. It all goes to the podcast, guys. It not all goes. Not in our podcast or not in our pockets. Correct. It goes straight back into the podcast. We need uh, lots of things to help improve the each episode. Yes. So, and you can also feel free to slide into our DMs with, DMs. Any, <laughs> with any questions, comments, story suggestions, your own personal paranormal or true crime stories, uh, neighborhood stories, anything we strive once a month to have listener stories, uh, listener story episodes. And our email is is wwtnpodcast at gmail.com and have you checked in on the neighbors what's with the neighbors bringing Bring amy, amy out. out what's with the neighbors oh that sucked that was a good one <laughs> i had a couple of drinks <laughs> bye, bye.